mighty name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Let's take a seat briefly. Uh, in a very short time, we want to look at the Lord's rest. Remember that um, November was said, was prophesied to be our month of what? All round rest. All round rest. So today we want to just, you know, begin a study on rest. We are not going to exhaust everything today. Uh, we just want to see what the Lord rest mean, Lord's rest means, uh, what does it imply, what does it mean to us? By Thursday, we're going to look at how do we even begin to enter into this rest. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 3, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 18. Hebrews chapter 3. From verse 18. Are we there? Yes. So read from 18, then get into chapter 4. Start from 3, verse 18, get into chapter 4, and um, uh, let's see how far we can go. All right. Hallelujah. not able to enter because they did not believe yes now god has offered us has also given us a promise of rest just like we have in this moment right let us say here then that none of you will be found to have failed to receive that promise of rest let us be very careful to make sure that none of us will fall short of this rest can you tell yourself, I will never fall short of God's rest? I will never fall short of God's rest. What will you do? Not get into the rest of you. For first the good news, just as they did. Unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. It was the same gospel, the same thing. We are hearing that they heard, okay? They heard the message, but it did them no good. However, the one they heard did not profit, it did them no good. Simple reason. 
they did not accept it with faith. King James says that they did not mix it with faith. Not being mixed with faith. Alright? We who believe then do receive the rest which God promised. It is just as it says. I was angry and made a servant beyond me. They will never enter the land where I will have given them rest. Alright, because of our time, let me pause here. Okay, I know that I mean, before we are done with this month, we would have gone through this month. Hebrews chapter 4, I think, until you get to verse 13, it talks a lot about this rest. And one thing keeps standing up. People that miss this rest, miss it because of unbelief. The people that intend to get into this rest can only access it through what? Faith. It's stood out. Now, before I proceed, what can we define? What can we define? as the Lord's rest. Eh? Is it like when he appeared to Abraham and Abraham began to sleep? Is that a, the Lord's rest? What can we say is the Lord's rest? Because that is essentially what we want to look at this week. We want to understand this. So that what we are saying is our month of rest. Somebody will not go and start sleeping and sleep throughout November. I say that that's what God promised us, that we're going to sleep throughout November. Eh? <laughs> so, what do we understand as the Lord's rest? Quickly. Quickly, quickly. I want to get a few responses before I go into it. Yes, no raise of your hand. I will raise it up for you. Ibube, I start with you. What do you understand by the Lord's rest? A lie. Free from thorns. Okay, we are going to find out. All right, yeah, that's, that's not bad. Uncle Sam. <laughs> I'll say it's a sense of peace and calm that can be inherited in Christ. A sense of peace that can only be found in Christ. I, I, I like the way you try to differentiate it. Eh? Because you remember when Jesus was talking, he said, Peace I give unto you. He says, My peace I live with you. And he was careful to say, it is not as the world gives, which means there is a kind of peace that the world promises you, right? But the Lord's rest is the kind of peace God promises. Yes, who else can tell us? What do you understand by the Lord's rest? I don't think anybody can be wrong. Um, it's something we should have an idea of. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, from troubles and troubles. <laughs> Just one point. So everything was in, in abundance. 
in large quantities. So both tea and dry and everything coupled with a transparent one. Praise God. Okay. Fulfillment. Praise God. Beautiful. These are beautiful points. And that, I mean, that is what we've come to story to. So even if we say, let us close service today, we have learned the lesson for today. Because we want to actually grasp and understand. You see, as we are talking about it now, it's becoming clearer. Oh, when God says that November is my month of all and red, it means his plan for me in this month is that I will fulfill. It means his plan for me in this month is that I will enjoy his abundance. It means his plan for me in this month is that I will be free from troubles. It means his plan for me in this month is that I will have peace. Praise God. That is what we are trying to get. All right? What more can we say about God's rest? You know, human beings, when we talk about rest in the physical sense of it, maybe we are walking, walking very hard, you are stressed, and you are looking forward to that time when you will take a break and then relax and rest. Okay? But the rest of uh, the, 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 the Lord's rest is not something that you only enjoy when there is nothing left to do. Praise God. The Lord's rest is not a rest from work. It is a rest that you can enjoy. You know why? Praise God. Because if you will see how the Bible talks about it sometimes, it will say, Come unto me, all ye that labor, and I have that I'll give you rest. What is the relationship between labor? And rest. And then God will now make it funny. He says, Let us therefore labor to enter into his rest. <laughs> Praise God. So you see that God's rest is not, is not just a rest that you can only enjoy when there's nothing left to do. Praise God. It's, it's the kind of rest. You know, I, I, I was telling a group of people once if your concept of heaven is where you go, that when you go there, you just lie down and sleep. And wake up in the morning and sing song and sleep again and wake up. Then you've missed it. Because heaven is also a place of work. How do I know this? When Jesus was on earth, he said to his disciples, to them, My father is working currently, and I am working here to praise God. So if the father, if God himself in heaven is working, you want to go there and be sleeping. Eh? I don't think that is it. But the, the kind of thing we, we're looking forward to enjoy in heaven is a kind of work that does not bring stress. Praise God. It's a kind of work. Have you been doing the work that you enjoy before? I mean, you are doing the thing and you are happy that you are doing it. Praise God. It is it, it's something you look forward to. Praise God. And that's why some people will tell you if you are going to find work, find your passion. Make sure you are doing something in line with your passion. Praise God. It will help you to enjoy the work. But the truth is that as long as you're on earth, no matter how passionate you are about that thing, that your passion is difficult to sustain it. Praise God. Because one day you may go to work and someone will know you and you want to go home that day. That is when you realize that the opportunity for going home was not included in your work permit. Praise God. Praise God. So, the rest we're talking about 
is a rest that we can enjoy even in the midst of work. What does this rest imply? We've listed some of them. Okay? One major thing that everybody knows when you talk about rest is that work and labor has ended. Praise God. Work and labor has ended. But you know, we've already mentioned it that it does not mean that you are not going to be able to work. That is not what the Lord's rest means. So how does this speak to the Lord's rest? Okay? It brings an end to salvation by your own work. Praise God. So the work that ends for someone that is enjoying the Lord's rest is that you begin to enjoy the grace of God that bringeth salvation. Praise God. Salvation is no longer about your work. What does it mean when you talk about the Lord's rest? Another one, it is freedom from worries. Hello? We talked about it. Freedom from worries. Let's quickly look at them. Matthew 6, 27. Matthew 10, 19. Quickly, quickly. Uh, I think I want to be done in 15 minutes or 20 minutes. Matthew 6, 27. Matthew 10, 19. Worries. That's another. In addition to all the other things we've listed, I'm going to try and um, skip some of the ones we've talked about already. Yes, Matthew 6. Jesus was asking. He said, all of you that like to worry, can you, by the reason of worry, add eh, one second to your life? Or can you add one extra strand of hair to your head by worry? What was the answer? Of course not. Praise God. Praise God. Somebody asked you a question before and say, the thing you are worrying about, is it something you can fix? If the answer is no, then why are you worried? Okay, so, the thing you are worried about, he asked again, the thing you are worried about, is it something you can fix? Okay, this time around, the answer is yes. So why are you not worried? That fixes it, sir. Praise God. So if you that no matter the side you are on, there is no reason to work. If you can fix it, then the time you are spending worrying is a waste of time. Go and start fixing it. If it is something you cannot fix, then all your worrying is not going to make that thing change. Praise God. So the question is, why worry? So, the Lord's rest is freedom from worries. Have we seen Matthew 10, 19? Praise God. Praise God. Because of time, I'm going to be cutting short. You see, this one is no longer about what you can fix and what you cannot fix. Even when it is somebody that drags you into problems and they bring you to trial. He said, even in that situation, Jesus of them says, do not worry. You know, someone told a story uh, about a woman that uh, she was just on the road crying. And somebody walked up to this woman, you know, crying bitterly, asked her, why are you crying? She said, ah, as she was just passing this road, she was just wondering that one day now she will get married and give birth to a fine daughter. And the daughter will now get old and get married too. And give birth to another five years. And then one day that girl will try to cross this road. And one truck will just hit her and she will die. And that is why she's crying. <laughs> you see, as, as stupid as this sounds, it is the same way we look sometimes when we are worrying about things that you can do nothing about. Praise God. Why worry? Turn to your neighbor and say, why worry? Why? why worry? What does the rest of the Lord mean? 
Another thing we can do, it is freedom from sorrow. Hello? It is freedom from sorrow. God was talking to Moses in Exodus chapter 3. He told him that the, the Christ of the children of Israel has come up to me. He says, for I know their sorrows. Praise God. For I know their sorrows. The rest, one of the components of the rest God wants to give us this book is that we will be free from sorrows. Praise God. What else does the rest of the Lord include? It is the presence of peace. Hello? The fact that someone is free from sorrow does not automatically mean that the person has peace. Hope we know that. Hope we know that. And even when you think you are peaceful, there are levels to this peace. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3, he says, He will keep you, now will keep you in perfect peace, whose heart is stayed on you. Praise God. There is something called perfect peace. Perfect peace. The rest of the Lord is presence of peace. Presence of peace. When there is peace, you know you are sure of security. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says, One to us, what is son is born. Yeah? And his name shall be called what? Wonderful, Counselor. Eh? The mighty God, the everlasting Father, and what? Prince of Peace. So when a man has God, it is expected that that man has peace. So if, as you are praying this month, remind God, if there's anything that is troubling your peace, say, Lord, it is the month of all rest and peace is a component of this rest. What else does it mean to rest, the Lord's rest? One thing, when you call someone and person tells you, I am resting, one of the things that comes into your head is that this person is lying down, you know, they are lying down, probably trying to sleep. Eh? In the same way, part of the component of the Lord's rest is that you are able to lie down and relax and be settled in God. Hello? You are able to lie down and relax and be settled in God. Psalms chapter 4 verse 8, someone quickly. Psalms chapter 4 verse 8. Yes. When I lie down, I go to peace in sleep. Because what? You will keep me perfectly safe. Hello? Does that sound like a good testimony? Does that sound like a good testimony? Part of what it means to lie down. Someone that is lying down is not running from one place to another. Praise God. Praise God. Someone that is lying down is not running around. Eh? The Bible talks about some people that are like the wave of the sea. Eh? They are unstable. Hello? He says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. A man that is unstable cannot be at peace. Hello? He talked about another set of people that are tossed about, tossed around by every wind of doctrine. Eh? So when they say one thing, hey, you run with it. They say another thing, you run with it. How do we know people that are not enjoying the Lord's rest? When you see them jumping from one church to another, looking for eh, 
miracle here. This miracle is no more connected. Let me find another place where they are giving me that miracle. Oh, let me look for where they will tell me the color of underwear I'm wearing. Those are people that are not enjoying the Lord's Day. Because part of this Lord's Day is that I will lay me down and I will sleep. The ability to lie down and be calm and be settled is a component of this rest. What else does the Lord's rest imply? It means to stay confident. Hello? It means to stay confident. Part of being at rest is being confident. There are some things that it happens to you. And people are wondering, why are you not, why are you not panicking like others? Praise God. Why are you not, why are you not panicking? How do you imagine that you can face this thing and come out with it? It's not like you are pretending to be calm. Somewhere inside you know. David, his brother, I think you ask him, are you, how can you come out and say you want to find this man? So say, come, let me have mercy on you. And he's thinking that going to kill you, let it not be that easy. Come, let me give you something to wear. Eh? But Jesus was sleeping in the midst of the storm. So there is a kind of confidence that a man enjoying the Lord's rest will have. Hello? Joe, you know, his wife was telling him, why not cause God and die? His friends are asking him, what is wrong with you? Why are you, you, you must tell us what did you do wrong? You know, the, the calmness of Job, and you know, he gets insisting that even if God slays me, I will yet save him. And we did not understand what was giving him that kind of confidence in God. Until he said something in Job 14 verse 7. He says, see, there is something I've understood after my years of living on earth. That there is hope for a tree after it has been cut down. As long as the root of that tree remains in the soil. He says, at the scent of water, it shall bud again. So when you tell me I should cause God and die, you are only telling me I should uproot myself from the soil. So the best thing I can do for myself is to keep my root in the soil. At the scent of water, it shall bud. Praise God. Praise God. Confidence, to stay confident. That is one of the things that the Lord's rest brings to us. Finally, what does, I mean, not finally, but that is where I want to stop for now because uh, I don't want to exceed that. What does the Lord's rest imply? Ability to lean on God. Hello? That is another English word for rest. When you say you are resting on something, it means you are leaning on that thing. So if we are resting on God, it also means we are leaning on God. And the truth is, you cannot lean on something that is weaker than you are. Two of us. You cannot lean on something that is weaker than you are. That thing will break, a lot of you will fall. Praise God. So the reason why we can lean on God is because we understand that God is stronger. Hello? We can lean on God because we understand that God is stronger. Exodus 33, Moses was praying. He said to God, see, if your presence will not go with us, do not carry us from here. And the Lord replied, he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you what? Rest. Hello? My presence will go with you and I will give you what? Rest. This morning, we want to enjoy all round rest. All round rest. Freedom from sorrow, Freedom from pain, freedom from sickness, eh? confidence in God, leaning on God, trusting in God. 
also want to pray this evening. Uh, we don't want to go into how to enter this rest. That is for Thursday. But we just want to pray. Lord, in this month of all our rest, may I enjoy your rest. Now that you understand what rest is, you understand the prayer you are praying. May I enjoy your rest. May I enjoy your rest. Lord, let worries end. Let sorrow end. Let me enjoy your peace. Let me lean on you. Let me be confident in you. Let me find fulfillment. Let me enjoy abundance in this month of all-round rest. Give me rest all-round. Give me rest all-round. Give me rest all-round. Give me rest all-round. In the mighty name of Jesus, we are praying. I just remember that it is digging deep. So before we take our offering, are there questions, are there contributions? As we get ready to take the offering, their question, their contribution, so that it is not just doesn't just feel like um, Sunday preaching. Uh, yeah, please. Thank you so much for your response. Um, Jacob himself.